Stats powered by the Mayo Media Net here on YouTube and presented by Jock Market, the daily fantasy app where we actually make money. Yes, what a novel idea. Download the app for free. Use the promo code MMN. They're going to match the first 100 bucks for free. And if it's free, it's for me. If you're following along with the Cork Stats crew, come on. We've been throwing our weight around the Jock Market, getting paid almost every single day. And it kind of makes sense where being smart and having your head on a swivel and actually being sharp puts you to the front of the line. Welcome back, everybody, and happy 4th of July. If you know me at all, this is my weekend. I am like Mr. America, man, and I have taken full advantage of the freedoms allowed to us. But enough of that. Let's get into this. It's the fastest show in MLB. Absolutely. Anyway, you bet your bottom dollar on that with your host, the big dude with the big mouth from the Big Apple, Big Johnny Stud, coming to you worldwide from Brooklyn, New York, as always, coming out the chair, as always. Always, man, bringing you the three pillars of profit we're doing daily. DFS, jock market, but it is going to overlap into total base props. We are just doing it all. I got fantasy news and notes coming off of the weekend. And then we're going to go and we got some bets. I got some total base props. I've been loving these at these beautiful odds. Keep that win percentage down so we can actually make money. And then we don't have to be apologizing hat in hand to our significant others. All right, let's get into the first pillar of profit as always always here on the Mayo Media Net. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the audio-only pod. I'm going to ask you to press that cartoon thumbs up button in a minute or two once I think I've earned it. Here we go, everybody. It's the Stack Attack. First up, we want to, oh man, this is funny. I already, I had to tweet about this, and if you're following up, man, there are a few things that are certain in this life. Death Taxes, the sun rising in the east, setting in the west, bears making dookie in the woods, and me up before the crack of dawn to bring you this show. And man, I'll tell you, it's so funny. I couldn't help but tweet a Rocky GIF. I know right on the nose, nailing multiple stereotypes with that one. But Patrick Corbett, just like two-hand tomahawk slam dunked on us last time he threw a gem. I'm not buying it. And I had the Rocky GIF. I ain't hearing no bell. We're going at him one more time with the Miami Marlin righties against Patrick Corbin. 606 ERA, 17 whip, 872 OPS on the season. The contact profile is just out of control. 45% hard hit. Now that's via StatCast. That's a raw 95 mile an hour metric paired with a worse than 11% bow rate is why his expected Woba is up near 400. That is just not sustainable. It's led to nearly two home runs per nine. Now a bit worse than one and a half, but at home he's really struggled. That park in Miami kind of playing up. ERA north of five at home. And now I wanted to mention Washington has a 122 park factor for home runs for right-handed hitters. So yes, I know it's a lot, but that is the nuance and the context that you get every single day when you roll with us. Hat tip to Patty Mayo kind of letting, you know, man, again, I try and stop and mention it every show if you appreciate the stuff we're doing, all the hard work. I mean, this show just reeks of effort. And then all the tools that we're bringing you, implied team total starting, pitcher ranks. I run the algo with the strategy and the games, the picks, the tools with pricing, stars and emojis and all the other the stuff that helps it, you gotta go and tag my boy Patty Mayo because without him, there's no me, and without me, there's no show, and without no show, there's no big fat dude screaming at his computer. So, thanks, Patty. We love you much. Let's get back into the matchup here. Washington playing up. Corbin struggled with the fastball, the sinker, and the change to right handy right handers. 
all have a worse than 600 X slug on the year, responsible for 10 home runs combined. So we want to be looking at these Miami righties. Give me Brian Anderson, killing lefties. Last 30 plate appearances, 300 batting average, 250 ISO. Remember, when we're looking at these total base props, and this is where I think this show really stands out. There are other shows I tell you, pick a righty, pick a Marlin. It really matters, and that's why I think people, really the sharpest players, have kind of gravitated towards this, right? So we have to be able to discern when we are going to deploy these players. Yes, I have a hitter model, but it's different formats mean different things, right? So ISO is a measure of extra bases. So a 250 ISO means a 25% extra base rate if we're hoping for four at-bats, but in theory we want a fifth at-bat because we're looking for teams that are going to score and a hitter that'll be in the top third and maybe even get us that sixth at-bat to get us these total base props. If you have a player without a high ISO, it could be a high walk rate driving a high OPS. So OPS is generally at the center of daily play. There's nothing wrong with going after OPS. It generally pays the bills, but not for total bases. And then when we extend into jock market, well, let's stop real quick. DraftKings, FanDuel, DFS formats, all of these guys are viable. And that's where DFS is good in that the prices are stagnant. But it's bad in that there is no inherent leverage. When a player is cheap, everybody can dogpile. If Anderson is 2K, smart people are watching the show, everyone gets on him. It's hard to get paid on that because he kind of... It just disproportionately affects the slate. But total bases, two bases, is a cash. Jock market prices at the center more so than anything else. Because in jock market, if a price goes up above that $6.50, $7 mark, a player can hit a home run and not return a profit. Whereas total bases, a home run is a check mark. DFS, a home run is a check mark almost at any price. So you see how we always have to weigh these things? I know we're throwing a lot at you, but I expect a lot of you because you expect a lot of me. And in these ever-changing times, these tumultuous times that we're in, it really matters knowing when to move the chips in. And being sharp is where it matters. So remember, jock market, price, DFS, OPS, total bases, ISO. Now that's a bit of an oversimplification, but you want any more of that, you come check me out. So Anderson doing his things against lefties in that span, 50% hard hit rate, a 31% barrel, 19% blast. Remember, blasts are the ideal subset of barrels, the highest potential output on those. That's what we're going to be looking for. Those are generally two bases on their own. So that stack will do it. We're going to get Patrick Corbin today. I just know it. All right, next up, it's the Let's Go Mets Go. We want righties against my boy Hunter Green. And I always sigh when I have to go after pitchers that I like, but we cannot allow our feelings or our even trajectory, our projections for these pitchers. I think Hunter Green's going to be awesome. And I think you'll be hearing about me drafting him next season. But right now, there are some issues. He's short a pitch in the arsenal. Hunter Green, 572 ERA, 134 whip, 824 OPS, all your attack metrics firmly in place. We know he strikes hitters out. 29% K is not nothing, but, but, but. The big shaking butt is when you pair it with the double-digit walk rate. Keep going. 13% swing and strike. That's how you get out of trouble. But, 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 a 30% O swing is at least 
10% worse than average. So what's happening here is Green, when not getting ahead, he does not induce chases, must come in the zone. And that's when that contact profile rears its ugly head. 54% fly ball, 10% blast, 2.5 home runs per 9. I mean, that's exactly how the formula is going to work out. 54 fly ball and 11 blast is 2.5 home runs per 9. 587 ERA at home so far, year to date, 9 home runs in his own building, 904 OPS on the year to righties, very hard to sustain when you're giving up a 900 OPS to the majority of hitters, and the culprit is really the fastball, not that the fastball is terrible, there just is not enough behind it, year to date, 45% use, so there's part of the issue, that's too much of a use, that's a hyper usage, 45% use is a hyper usage with an 800 X slug, so just think about the math there, 45 use in, 800 X slug out, that's just not sustainable in these days with a 20% whiff rate, which is way too low, and eight home runs on the year, two righties on the fastball. Again, electron microscope, thinking about the optometrist, right? Which is better, zooming in, zooming out, camera one, camera two. And that's the things that we do because I truly believe, especially when it comes to total base in daily play, it's this very laser-focused, granular analysis that will get us there. You saw this last week when I was getting all types of tweets. I was even on John Anderson's podcast, people wondering why we like Nick Castellanos when, you know, he was so terrible for so long. How could you pick him to hit a home run against Ian Anderson? And yes, he did just that because he hits fastballs. He kills right-handed fastballs. And we knew we were getting hyper usage and all these things that I was just rambling on about. All right, let's get up into the hitters specifically. We're going to be looking for my boy, Big Meat Pete, the polar bear, Pete Alonzo. Last 64 plate appearances against righties, a 333 batting average, 404 ISO, so 40%. Isolated slugging, 40% extra base rate there, which is phenomenal. 1,100 OPS, 45 hard hit, 16 barrel. Every one of those, a blast, has led to seven home runs in that span. 17 blast year-to-date against right-handed fastballs. Holy cow, man. Alonzo's going to see in his three plate appearances, he's going to see roughly seven or eight of those fastballs. So if we see eight fastballs and he has a 17% blast rate, we're hoping to get a blast out of today and hopefully that will get us to the cashier window. Next up, this is that other one. Here we go with Marcana. And people go, what? Marcana? Yikes. Well, my notes on Marcana, he's been mad. Normally not the kind of things we chase. Last 30, it's a 756 OPS. Really not that great. However, once he turned it on, we saw the uptick in offense at the beginning of May. He's been very good against right-handed fastballs. 85% contact rate, 45% over 95 miles an hour, better than a 10% barrel in two home runs. I really like Mark Connor today. Keep an eye on him. He's been shifting in and out with J.D. Davis. I think a lot of this might work for Davis if Connor is out, but you'll have to follow me on Twitter throughout the day. Of course, you know, that's part of it. This show is just the foundational brick. Remember with baseball, there's weather and lineup changes, even potential pitching changes, openers, Tampa Bay's known to switch guys around. So you got to kind of follow me up on Twitter at MLB Moving Averages, at MLB Moving AVG, though you'll notice an NFL thing in the handle now. Hey man, people are picking up the things that we're putting down. We'll talk about that at the end. So give me Alonzo and Connor for the Mets. And the last stack we have, we're looking for the Cubs righties against Eric Lauer. Now Lauer started off really good, so the season stats don't look bad. 4-0 2 ERA, one 
123 whip, 710 OPS. Now, those are not great, but that's generally not what we're going after. The problem has been these locational misses, and it's led to the very poor contact profile. He's not keeping the ball down. That's the major issue. 44 fly ball plus 11 barrel equals what? Yes, you in the back, 1.8 home runs per nine. There was a drop in velo just when this started going south for him. And it's begun to recover. It's not fully back. And you have to wonder if maybe there's some kind of injury going on because he's been really bad last seven times out. 6-14 ERA, 1-5-5 whip, and nine home runs in those seven games. That's only 36 innings really out of character. Righties have a better than 900 OPS and nine home runs in that span. So you see it up on the board for the audio-only listeners. Let's get my boy Wilson Contreras year-to-date against Southpaw. 74 plate appearances. It's a 3-40 batting average, 4 the ISO better than 1200 OPS, 61% hard hit, 13 barrel has led to those seven home runs, right? So I always like to bring a little bit of the input with the output because it's just not always about what happens after the ball is struck. If we have guys that are in these really great spots, that's where we want to attack. They give me Ian Happ's really done work against lefties as well. 65 PAs on the year, 380 batting average, a 470 ISO as well, nine, uh, 998 OPS, so just a hair shy of a thousand that really you know that I mean that if there's an attack metric to stick your teeth into that's the one also 13 barrel on the year um yeah on the year against lefty so give me Contreras and Hab sorry about that bit fumbling I had some you know copy and pasting I move so much data um that will do it for the stack attack. Let me just get some fantasy notes here. So a quick recap we got Miami Marlins righties against Corbin give me Anderson and Birdie Mets righties Give me Alonzo and Kana against Hunter Green. And then Cubs righties against Eric Lauer. Give us William Contreras and Ian Happ. I'll see us at the window. Remember, so these are also the places we're likely going to be backfilling our DFS lineups into. I'm going to be looking uh, at a winner-take-all thing today. If you can't hear, I'm trying to rub my hands as fast as possible. That's that feeling I get when I think we're about to make some money. All right, let's get up into the fantasy end here. It's just news and notes coming off the weekend. I think that's been the most impactful way to handle Mondays, right? If we're unplugging or getting away from it, it's time with the family, other stuff. And as you know, Tuesday and Wednesday, we mine the advanced statistical leaderboards, hitters, and pitchers. Then on Thursday, we're going to apply it and give you an ad at every position for 10, 12, and 15-team leagues, kind of doing what we do, trying to be all things to all people. You know, I'm in high-stakes H2H 12-team point leagues. I'm also in high-stakes 15-team roto leagues, trying to cover the entire gamut. We've done very well as far as ads goes. We can't control the injuries, but... Let's get into the news and notes. My boy Tyler O'Neill on the minor league assignment on Monday. He should be back soon. They're talking about at the end of this week, Friday. So I probably wouldn't start him in, at all, but keep an eye on him in these daily leagues or NFPC leagues. You'll probably be starting him on the weekend. Domingo Harmon for my New York Yankees in the rehab start. He's pitching double A. Gave up one run over four innings. No walks is always the thing that I'm looking for. He's still a little bit away. They're building him up. They have talked about him starting or doing following by then, maybe the Yankees will have a pitching injury. Not that I'm hoping for it, but I mean, they haven't had any, and we know they're coming. I'd like to get them out of the way. So keep an eye on Domingo Harmon. Pitching has been very, very difficult, and of course, getting into that contextual surrounding in the Bronx is always going to help you as far as fantasy goes. Next up, Marcus Stroman. Remember, he was down with the shoulder. He kind of got beat up in AAA. I don't like to overreact, but... You know, the walks I did mention, only one walk, but he got cracked, seven hits, struck in a pair of batters. 
um, in only 53 pitches, but gave up five runs. So, again, we don't want to overreact. Health is really the thing we're looking for. He is 31. He'll be working his way back. I'm expecting maybe three or four more starts. So we'll mention him maybe next week again. You have some time, but these are the players that you have to keep an eye on in shallow leagues with aisle spots. Now maybe it's the time to add them and stack them up there. Um, next up, Kyle Lewis out with the concussion. He's really had a hard time staying on the field. He was in a minor rehab assignment. He just had a single at bat. Oh, two at bats. I'm sorry, two plate appearances technically. 0 for one with a walk. So he's going to be working his way back. They're talking about maybe a few more weeks. So right now we're in the very beginning of July. So maybe by the end of July, keep an eye on him. At the break, maybe the All-Star break would be a good time to make sure that he's rostered in all formats. The Angels acquired Tuki Toussaint for the, from the Braves for cash. Uh, the Angels are desperate. They also have room in the rotation. We also know Tuki has been pretty awesome at points. The Angels have done not done a bad job with players like Lorenzen, with guys like Sandoval. So I think, I know this may be getting laughed at or eye-rolled, but considering the pitching environment, I think Tukey is um, viable, believe it or not. So I'm going to be circling him at the very least. He's not ready for 12 teams, you know, the 12-team stage yet. But 15-team leagues, it's at that point where, my gosh, a heartbeat will pretty much do it. Okay, next up, over to L.A., those trolley Dodgers. Dave Roberts told reporters on Sunday after the game, Kimball got hit with a comeback, right? I think a hit in the back, right underneath the blade, I guess, um, from Cronenworth at the end of the game last night. And a lot of people not paying attention, so hopefully that's where this kind of sticks out. Okay, so they said he's going to be okay. Fine, I believe that. He's also kind of stunk. The Dodgers, I'm not sure how long they're going to tolerate this. You might even see what Philly did. Nabel got kind of demoted, and now he pitched the ninth yesterday, even though it was not a safe situation. It was four runs. He had a clean inning with two Ks, and will probably be working his way back. So there's another one. Reminds me, circle Nebel. But for the Dodgers, I think got to circle Evan Phillips. Again, who? That's what the reliever game is, everybody. And that's kind of the things that we're trying to add to here. If you weren't paying attention this weekend, you're probably not coming up with Evan Phillips today. If you're in daily ad leagues, he's probably the guy. If not, keep an eye on him in the next couple days. Even if Kimbrell is back, I think he's the first, I don't know, I'm calling a top-tier closer because of his surroundings to lose it, right? I mean, Chapman, I think, has already lost it, so got to keep an eye on that. Remember, getting that kind of role in that kind of context down the stretch is how you win leagues. Phillips has been awesome in getting the whole opportunities. Um, next up, my boy Frankie Montas removed from the game. I heard tightness in the shoulder. There's been no other reports as we collectively... <sighs> Man, I hope he's okay. You know, a lot of us really hoping for big things, not just from a straight-up production standpoint, but hoping Oakland is going to be selling and maybe Montas would end up somewhere awesome like New York or who knows, just anywhere, even if it's on my Yankees, even if it's Boston, right? Imagine Montas in Boston or, man, Montas in the Dodgers or something like that would just been phenomenal. And now we really have to keep an eye on it. He's not a drop yet, but we got to get some news. Then it go from bad to worse as my man Juan Soto Diagnosed with left calf tightness. Exited the game. Oh, no. I mean, he's had a very interesting season to the downside. The batting average not there. We saw the power has been there and ticked up. Elevation problems at the center of it with no line of protection. We saw a calf bury Mike Trout's season last year in a scenario like this. Team going nowhere. 
no need to hurt the $400 million man. I just don't know. You know, so expect them to be careful with Soto and not press it. Calves do take time. They also easily re-aggravate. So your guess is as good as mine. If you're trying to be on top of it, it's probably those ancillary pieces there in Washington. So we'll probably see a lot of run from Thomas and Yano Hernandez and then um, Robles, right? These guys will probably get the run first. Not sure how viable any of them to be. I have actually liked Hernandez. He's produced instance same for Thomas so uh, me I just can't get behind Victor Robles I know there are other analysts out there that every so often will try and tell you to do that I can't get there he's just not good enough of a hitter Uh, excuse me one second all right thank you so much and here we go so that is the two of our three pillars feels like a pretty good time if you're picking up the things that we're putting down and you like the show please press the like button we're in this algorithmically driven environment right now where we're I don't know measuring each other's worth by cartoon thumbs. I don't even know what that means. It just sounds so ridiculous. How many likes do you? Is is it how good is your work or like how well researched is it? You know, no, that's not, doesn't matter or whatever. You carry a pink handbag, you could stand in front of something you don't own. If you get enough cartoon thumbs, you get pushed to the front. So let's, we are not that. We are not them. We are doing it organically. Really, this almost feels like a political kind of grassroots movement where we're just bucking the entire trend. People can recognize us immediately from the way that we talk, the language that we use talking about this game as we further our understanding of the ball and flight. These, again, these very focused matchup statistics and all that stuff that I like to think that I bring that a lot of people don't. So hit the like button. Pretty, pretty pleased with sugar on top. How's that? Maybe I should have just done that. All right, let's get up into the bets, man. Make some money and get out of here so we can have a couple of cold ones, maybe some hot food and never ever potato salad, never ever mayonnaise, sweet mayonnaise. I don't know. I I grew up with a, uh, I don't want to drop his name, but whatever, a prominent executive chef, a hotel, a big shot, whatever. And I was always around very expensive restaurants and high end culinary stuff growing up, you know, even as kind of a poor nobody. And man, why is sweet mayo a thing? We don't eat it anywhere else in our life. I don't know. It does not belong anywhere in our culture or otherwise. It feels like it's a Dow chemical residue that they somehow convinced us to buy and put in our food. Ugh. German potato salad, people. Amish potato salad is fantastic. Not this slimy, gross... I don't even... Just thinking about it. Oh, just thinking about it because I'm making the vein in my forehead pop out. All right. The best cure for that is money. Let's get down and do it. Okay, if you've noticed, for the audio-only listeners, I just have total base props up right now the betting board is a disaster I, I i don't know if it's me i like to think it's me and i that's kind of one of the reasons why i work so damn hard i feel like every subtweet is about me i feel like every casino action has to do with us we have been in this non-stop battle with the books all year they're not posting f5s then they're posting f5s and they're putting them on different pages then they're changing the disparity in the cost between the run and money line, which is the, the way I made my bones in this industry, they're now they've widened that, which has hurt us. Right? There's no, there's no way around it. The spread between F5 money line and the full game money line, and then vice versa between or inverted, I guess, the money line and the run line themselves went from 35 40 cents which we could stomach to 95 cents which we can't we're now in these full games which leave us vulnerable to bullpens which is why the books want you playing 
nine innings and not five. They don't want you getting your money back in the push, which we like, right? So we're identifying the things that matter. They've identified that we've identified the things that matter. So we've got this kind of Star Wars, you know, Revenge of the, uh, you know, Return of the Jedi and Empire Striking Back, Return of the Sith, Revenge of this. I forgot, I've lost track. I actually like those movies, but I've just kind of lost track. All right, that's enough of that. Let's get into this. It's a total base props. If you've noticed, I was able to take us up right to the end here because we already did the analysis. I am in love with the pricing on these bets. I can put it pretty briefly. There is not a plus 140 bet on the board. Again, audio-only listeners, I'm referring to Brian Anderson, who we mentioned before. There is not a plus 140 bet on the board that I ever feel as confident as I will about this, but make sure the line of placement is there. I think Anderson's going to be batting in the top four. Everyone's out. Solera's out. Chisholm is out. So I, I think you might get Birdie, Wendell, Anderson. And if that's the case, maybe Aguilar and Anderson, if he's in the front four, this should not be plus 140. This should be closer to plus 105 or plus 110 because of the math that I lied laid out already. If you're um, fast-forwarding to the end of this, to skip the betting because you're only uh, to skip the stacks because you don't play daily. Shame on you. You got to go back to the front. But basically, Corbin stinks. Anderson's been killing lefties, so we want to jump on that. I really love the way the ISO matches up with the odds here. Next up, it's our boy William Contreras. Now, generally, the odds have been grabbing on these are a bit better, but to get Contreras at even money, he's been leading off at times. I mean, this one I think he just gets in the first inning, which we've had happen a bunch of times, which is just again ridiculous. There isn't another even money bet that you're like, all right, I'm okay, I might cash this in five minutes. And no matter what, you have he gets to the plate, you feel strongly about him getting it done. And then lastly, Ian Hap plus one fifty. Whoa, I know the ISO is not necessarily there, but again, I think we're gonna score. I think we're gonna get the rotation. I think the environment is in play. I really like what we saw from Ian Hap in that breakdown, but more so the price. So let's put it this way. The reason why these Bets are, are so, they're just so delicious because of the sustainability when you play them together, right? Sometimes my flaw as a handicapper is I try and be too cute. I do all this modeling, I make a million bets, and you feel like you're going to get yourself in trouble or followers in trouble if you lay out 100 bets. But in theory, that's backwards. It shouldn't matter how many bets you have. It only matters how much you bet, right? So if you have $100 to bet a day and you have one bet, you bet $100, if you have 100 bets, you bet $1, right? And that doesn't affect it. And I think that's where I'm, that's the change I want to make in the second half. Not, we're not going to be making 100 bets. But we are going to open up the portfolio a bit to allow for the percentages to play out a bit more. Because we've noticed that. I've had listeners notice that. And again, I have people that just play my algo. Again, follow me up on Twitter and make sure that you're tagging and thanking Patrick Mayo, the man, even though he's from that other country. I don't understand the obsession with maple syrup, but it continually pumps out some of the nicest and smartest people that I know. Hat tip to my dude, Chris Meany, if you're watching. That was a Chris Meany mention right there. Hey, so let these Canadians do what they're doing because it's working for them. But all kidding aside, that'll do it for us today on Cork Stats. Remember, total base props. I know I was a bit circuitous there. But it's Brian Anderson plus 140 Marlins. Wilson. Wilson Contreras plus 100 Cubs and Ian Happ plus 150 Cubs, right? So there you go. I like to make sure I give you a little little digestible nugget if uh, I lost you or you started. You know, he's an awful laughing. Who knows? I don't even know how people respond to this stuff. I, the reactions and the interactions are really what make this special. And I think that's what I want to end on. Just the last minute is about you. 
because I really, I said it before, but I truly mean it because it is the absolute God's honest truth. That without you people out there enjoying this and sucking it up and bouncing back at me, the interactions, the comments, the likes, the tweets, this could be gone. You know, and and that's it. And then this amazing thing that we have, I mean, I know you're out there because I see them every day. Thank you. I appreciate it. The way, it's not just money. Yes, tweeting emojis, outcomes, money are good. I'm not trying to downplay that. But what matters here, more so than the breakdown of the Marlins and the Nats, the feather in the cap that I want to leave you with today, the things that matter is improving, is learning to think, learning to apply. Because regardless of the Miami national breakdown today, that's irrelevant tomorrow. But the things we've learned, the improvements we've made are the things that stick. And that is how you build. I say this all the time. You do not remain lateral in this life. You either get better or you get worse, even if it's really kind of marginal. But allow that to happen enough times in a row and that minor degradation of skill becomes something measurable. And the opposite is true. And that's what I hope is the number one takeaway from this show. The fastest 20 some odd minutes in baseball anywhere, including those shows up north with rooms full of writers, rooms full of analysts, and they cannot roll with us because they don't love this like you do. They don't love you like I do. And that's what matters at the end of this, yo. Fourth of July, everybody. Regardless of what you think, I'm not going to start fighting with people. Think of it this way. You're free to express however you like. So before you start going off on the rails on how terrible it is, think about the other places where you wouldn't be able to do that. That's as political as we'll get here. I love you much, everybody. Enjoy the day. Enjoy those games. And when we're done with the book, enjoy that pay. Man, I love you all very, very much. I hope you enjoyed, you know, this first half of the season, the first almost first half of the season. I got to get out of here. I'm going to enjoy my fam, my friends, my freedom, I suggest. You do the same. I catch us up in the jock market. Tag me on Twitter. Look for the algo. I'm going to just print everything right now and push out the tsunami word. Remember, when you work this hard, it feels a lot less like luck, yo. Catch us on the flip side. Happy 4th. <laughs>